God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is Will Rice, and First Light is a brief Bible challenge encouraging you to read God's Word, to think about God's Word, and to live it in real life. My guess is that if you're listening to this, you probably have some interest in knowing exactly what God wants you to do. You probably want God's guidance in your life. You probably want to know what God's, quote, will, quote, closed, is for your life in any given moment. And that's important. But just because we say we want to know God's will and just because we ask God to reveal his will does not necessarily mean that we're actually seeking it the way that we should be. And what I mean by that is illustrated by the story of a king whose name was Ahaz. The Bible says in 2 Kings chapter 16, in the 17th year of Pekah, the son of Ramaliah, Ahaz, the son of Jotham, king of Judah, began to reign. And the Bible goes on to say that he did that which was not right, did not that which was right in the sight of the Lord his God, like David his father. This was a man who uh, was, quite frankly, a, a wicked king, turned God's people away from God. And yet, we find him seeking God's counsel. We seek him finding, seeking God's guidance, it would seem, for his life. Now, this was a king who... Uh, corrupted the worship of God Jehovah, who mixed in elements of the pagans in Assyria to the worship of God Jehovah, a king that sought the help of God's enemies for himself, and and yet had the gall to ask God for wisdom. Uh, it goes down something like this in um, verses 12 and following. The Bible talks about all kinds of, of changes he was making in the temple worship, the temple of God Jehovah. The changes that were governed not by his conviction, not by his God, but by the pagans around him whose worship, quite frankly, intrigued him and infatuated him. And so he was making all kinds of changes in the temple. But one of the things he said is, the, the brazen altar shall be for me to inquire by. What he meant simply by that was that this would be used as opposed to God's intended purpose. It would be used for the king to inquire of God's guidance, we would think. Uh, you know, by, by this altar. So here's a king that's making all these changes in contradiction to what God had said, and yet he wants to know, he says, what God wants him to do. Well, that's quite frankly silly. Uh, later it says that some of these changes that he'd made were, quote, for the king of Assyria. So on the one hand, he was seeking God's guidance. On the other hand, he didn't really care when God showed him. He really would rather know what the king of Assyria wanted. Now look, here, here's a point that I think can be helped to us today, and that is simply this. It is foolish to ask for God's guidance when we will not obey. You know, there have been times in my life where I thought, dear God, just give me guidance. And then it occurred to me that God had given me guidance, but that I had not obeyed to the extent of what I already knew. And yet, when you, when you simply obey to the extent that you already have guidance, God will give you more guidance. God will give you more light. We've talked about this actually recently. So three questions we, we could ask ourselves today while we're asking for God's guidance. Number one, who do I trust? In verse 8, the Bible says, And Ahaz took the silver and gold that was found in the house of the Lord and in the treasures of the king's house and sent it for a present to the king of Assyria. Uh, when push came to shove, when he was in a pinch, when he was in a bind, this king sought the help, not of God Jehovah, but of God's enemy, from the king of Assyria. So who do you trust? He said, God, give me guidance. But really, he was relying on, he was leaning on, he was depending on 
the king of Assyria. Much like a believer today who prays for God to give guidance and yet listens to everything the world has to say when it comes to the ethic that will guide his decisions. A second question to ask is, whom do I copy? Verse 10 says in the king, uh, that when King Ahaz went to Damascus to meet the king of Assyria, he saw an altar that was at Damascus, and, and King Ahaz sent to Uriah the priest the fashion of the altar and the pattern of it according to the workmanship thereof. And he goes on to make this altar that was designed in Damascus, designed by the Assyrians for pagan gods. He went on to make this uh, a centerpiece of God Jehovah's temple. Well, here he is seeking God's guidance, he says, but trusting Assyria. Seeking God's guidance, but copying Assyria. You know, those are two signs of who you really obey. Who do I trust and who do I copy? Ultimately, the question is, whom do I please? Or do I seek to please? Verse 18 says that um, the changes he made were, as we'd said before, quote, for the king of Assyria. You know, and the Bible says in Galatians uh, chapter 1, verse 10, for do I now persuade men or God? Do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. You know, who you seek to please is an indication of who you actually serve. I serve the one I'm trying to please. And here in this case, uh, this, this king Ahaz was trying to please the king of Assyria while he was saying that he wanted God's guidance. Today, it is wonderful if you're wanting to know God's guidance. And maybe you really do want God's guidance. But if you really seek to not only ask for, but receive God's guidance, ask yourself the questions, whom do I trust? Whom do I copy? Whom do I please? God is ready and willing and able and omnipotent to give all the guidance you need today if you will simply seek Him for it.